Happy 82nd birthday, Dad. Coming up on HIGMT, the Model 3 is a best-selling vehicle in the UK. Tesla applies for a patent to extract lithium from table salt. Model S and Model X prices have gone up $5,000. And I provide listeners an update on the How I Got My Tesla podcast. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, July 10th, 2020, episode 50. In Ottawa, Ontario, I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. While many drivers have paid for full self-driving, Elon Musk has yet to give us a date when it will be released or even when the beta will be available for download. That said, he did tweet that the user interface used on the refreshed Model S and X will be available to the Model 3 and Model Y, provided that they have the newest full self-driving computer. This limits the updated user interface to Model 3s and Model Ys that have been produced since April 2019. Prior to April 2019, Tesla did not include the full self-driving computer with each vehicle, whether or not the purchaser opted into the full self-driving package when they ordered their car. So the good news for Model 3 and Model Y owners is that the new UI will be available even if you did not purchase a full self-driving package, provided that your Model 3 or Model Y was built after April 2019. For those built before April 2019, owners will be able to have the full self-driving computer installed as long as the drivers are okay with an installation fee. The Model Y might be taking some of the market share from the Model 3 in North America, but in Europe, the Model 3 is still king. That's probably to be expected since Model Y production has been confined to Fremont and Gigafactory Shanghai has just started to produce Model Ys. Model 3s have been produced at Fremont and at Gigafactory Shanghai for quite some time now, and in June, the Model 3 was the best-selling vehicle in the UK, beating out other electric vehicles and other vehicles with internal combustion engines. Tesserati.com shows that Tesla was able to sell 5,468 Model 3s, just ahead of Volkswagen's Golfs at 4,629 that were sold in June. Now, this is great news for Tesla in the UK, since they will be phasing out vehicles with internal combustion engines by 2035 or possibly even earlier and once gigafactory berlin starts producing model y's the availability for more evs from tesla will dramatically increase so i guess we'll need to see the sales trends in europe to determine if production line at gigafactory berlin will be added to produce model 3s and lessen the reliance at gigafactory shanghai for model 3s to be exported to europe During last year's Battery Day event, Tesla revealed a new process for lithium extraction, and this process would reduce costs by more than 30% over current extraction processes. Now, smartly, Elon did not go into great detail on how this process would occur, but a recent 39-page patent application does go into great detail on just how Tesla is looking to extract lithium from sodium chloride or table salt. I will link out to the electric.co article in the show notes below. The patent application is very technical and definitely above my pay grade, but it seems to me that Tesla was very smart with the attempt to patent the whole process. This type of innovation indicates to me that Tesla is not satisfied with current extraction methods and is looking to reduce costs associated with battery pack production, which will in turn lessen the overall cost for EVs produced by Tesla on all levels. Tesla in China recently published a video of their Model Y production line at Gigafactory Shanghai, and what is particularly interesting is the quality control and quality assurance Tesla is undertaking with each vehicle built. InsideEVs.com has a link to the video, and though it's just over 90 seconds long, there's quite a lot to take in, so I'll link out to the article in the show notes below. All told, there's 25 QA and QC steps noted in the video, including x-ray inspection, smoke air tightness tests, and waiting tests through 20 inches of water. 
Another week has gone by and another round of price increases were noted on the Tesla Design Studio in the U.S. This time around, it's not the Model 3 or Model Y, it's actually a price increase for the refreshed Model S and Model X. Long-range versions of the Model S and Model X are now $5,000 more expensive, with the Model S now starting at $84,990 and the Model X starting at $94,990. Prices for both Plaid versions remain unchanged, at least for now. In Canada, neither the Model S or X have seen the price increase. I'm not sure if this will remain true, but neither the Model 3 or Model Y have seen any of the price increases recently witnessed in the U.S. for months now. Gigafactory Berlin is awaiting final environmental approval from Brandenburg's environmental office. Germany's economic minister remains hopeful that Tesla will be able to produce its first car at Gigafactory Berlin later this year. In June, Tesla filed new documents with the State Office of the Environment, and these documents relate to the construction of the 4680 battery cell production plant, and also mentions that Tesla plans to expand the number of gigapresses at the production facility from 8 to 10. In the past, Tesla had criticized Germany's approval process, which led to statements from German politicians indicating that the country's approval process needs to be modernized and possibly approved upon. And while we're talking about Gigafactories, we might as well see what has transpired at Gigafactory Texas over the last week. And thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone videos. Poor concrete roof deck is being placed over the 4680 battery cell area. Structural steel construction is proceeding in the southwest corner of the Megapad area and between the east and west portions of the Gigafactory that are almost complete. Precast concrete columns, beams, and roof panels are being installed in the area to the north of the casting plant. And loading bay doors are being sealed up with precast concrete panels. This is kind of weird to see, but probably temporary until the loading bays are actually needed once production starts. There are 12 superchargers that are being set up just to the east of the Gigafactory, and we're starting to finally see some progress at the proposed battery, cathode, and lithium hydroxide processing facility, although it appears that this area is still being used to stockpile material. And seeing that this is episode 50, we might as well give you an update to the How I Got My Tesla podcast. Um, so as many of you already know, we went down to a one-vehicle household, and that seems to be working out pretty well. We are diverting the funds that went to the second vehicle to you know, possibly uh, use those uh, monies to getting into a Tesla of some sort. But one of the things that has cropped up is that, you know, I'm still very reliant on, uh, you know, having my wife drop me off and pick me up at work uh, every single day. Uh, now, my pickup point is about 10 kilometers away, and that's usually a two-hour walk there and back or maybe even a 40-minute bike ride. And I'm not too crazy about uh, walking or biking these days, especially during the summer heat. Uh, usually by the time I get to work, I'm a mess, or by the time I get home, you know, I'm a mess. So it's all around a very unpleasant experience. So I was thinking about maybe um, getting a scooter of some sort that will uh, get me to my work without, you know, being a sweaty mess. So I'm looking at the Segway Kick Scooter Max. It has a possible range, I think, of 40 miles, and it has a pretty good top-end speed uh, in order to get me to and from work each day. Um, that would definitely help me out, and you know, I feel pretty bad when every time I have to uh, call my wife to have her drop me off or pick me up. Uh, you know, it kind of interrupts her day, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. We're gonna play it by ear over the next two weeks and if things still don't improve 
I'm probably going to be in a position that, okay, I'm just going to go pick up a scooter for now. Um, as for the podcast itself, this is a little bit tricky, a little bit hard for me to explain. Uh, I'm hoping that I can do that. So um, right now, uh, what I do in order to prepare for the co- for the podcast is that I have uh, my Google Alert set up. And usually during the course of the week, I get anywhere between 120 to 150 articles that I kind of quickly scan through and anything that kind of interests me, I flag and then I uh, go into the article and then I summarize it. And everything that I do, uh, aside from you know a portion of this podcast that I'm talking about right now, is all scripted. So every week I have to come up with a new script. And one of the things that I've noted from doing 50 episodes now is just how much work is actually involved. And I'm only pumping out episodes that are only you know eight to 12 minutes long. And there's only so much time that I can afford. So I really do, doing this podcast really makes me appreciate all the other podcasts that I listen to and the amount of time and effort that is afforded, uh, you know, podcasters to, uh, to, you know, pump out really great work. And one of the things that I'm struggling with now is um, I'm not exactly sure if anyone is actually listening. Uh, I'm not sure if... Um, if I'm doing this right, uh, you know, it's been 50 episodes and I'm kind of getting tired of writing out scripts. Now, people say, well, why don't you just go freeform? And, you know, I think I've done that uh, in the early episodes of how I got my podcast or how I got my Tesla podcast. And it just doesn't work out because inevitably I end up uh, forgetting something that I wanted to talk about. I end up taking notes. And then, you know, those notes end up, um, you know, doesn't come out as uh, fluid as I would want it to. So I ended up writing scripts and after writing, you know, scripts for almost an entire year now, I'm kind of getting burned out. So if anyone has any ideas on how to structure a podcast so that, you know, I cover all the necessary materials that I want to based on the news articles I'm getting that, you know, feel free to throw me an email. Uh, that would be great. Um, But for now, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a break from the How I Got My Tesla podcast. I need to re, I guess I need to gather my thoughts. I need to figure out how to best structure this podcast so that I want to make these podcasts um, a little bit longer and maybe even a little bit more engaging so that I have uh, listeners, um, you know, throw me an email or give me a call or something like that so that I can... Uh, work with them in order to make this podcast a little bit more informative and a little bit more entertaining. But right now, um, the stats that I'm seeing through Acast and through Squarespace, you know, there's not a lot of uptake. Um, And I I get that, you know, uh, I'm a pretty quiet person. And I think a lot of people who are successful with podcasting, they're successful because they're able to uh, broadcast their message on several uh, social media platforms, uh, whether it's through um, you know Facebook uh, groups or being um, active on those, or you know being really active on uh, on Twitter or Instagram. And those of you who know me very well know that you know I'm a pretty quiet person, and I just don't uh, I don't really participate in uh, social media. Uh, at all. Uh, if anything, I have an Instagram uh, channel that 
uh, seems to be having a little bit of success uh, of me just taking pictures of Teslas. So that kind of is a little bit of traction that I'm seeing. But as for the podcast itself, I'm kind of, I feel like I'm getting stagnant and I don't want to continue a podcast that uh, people are kind of tired of listening. And, you know, there are other great podcasts that are Tesla related out there. And, you know, the, the people that do those podcasts, you know, they do them very well. Um, I'm just not sure if I'm one of those types of people. I was really hoping that, you know, after a year I would have some sort, I would be part of maybe some sort of community that is Tesla related, uh, whether it's local or even uh, beyond local. But right now it just seems to be radio silence. I'm not exactly sure if it's worth, um, you know, continuing down this path, um, especially if I feel like, you know, I have to make a change. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the rest of July off as far as the podcast is concerned. I'm going to um, just take a little bit of a break and I'm going to see if I can recoup, uh, you know, come back uh, a little bit stronger in, in August. We'll see what happens. If I don't come back in August and it doesn't look like I will be coming back in August, then what I'll do is I'll uh, suspend anyone who has signed up for my Patreon account uh, so I'm not taking money from them for basically nothing. So uh, those of you who are patrons of mine and you notice that, you know, there's a, you're the, uh, I've, I've kind of, paused uh taking donations from people uh that's why you know i haven't figured out a way to create a podcast um that doesn't take as much um effort on my part (laughs) now i'm not opposed to you know working hard it's just you know after uh, writing scripts for almost a year now it's it's getting uh really uh tough to work on it day after day and what's happened uh what's what's been happening now is that i'm having to spend a portion of my weekend working on scripts and i don't really feel that that is probably um time well spent um i should be spending probably more time uh working around the house and spending more time with the family and if i'm going to be buried writing the scripts that are only maybe eight minutes long then I, i feel like i'm doing a disservice for my listeners and for me too because Um, oftentimes, you know, there are some really great articles that I want to talk about, uh, but I just don't have the time to, to write up the script. So for now, I'm just going to put a pause on the, how I got my Tesla podcast and we're going to see what happens in the course of uh, July. And hopefully I can come back uh, a little bit more and, uh, having a podcast that's a little bit more engaging for my listeners. So for the people that are, uh, downloading my podcast and listening to it, you know, I really do appreciate the time that you have uh, spent listening uh, to my podcast and to my patrons, you know, I do really appreciate, you know, the the time and the money that you've uh, sent my way that would get me into a Tesla of some sort. So why don't we just put a pin in this for now and we'll see what happens uh, throughout July. And if I come back in August, I'll definitely let everyone know. So yeah, that's what's going on with the How I Got My Tesla podcast. I probably not uh, wasn't really expecting to talk about it like this, but you know that's just the way how it is. Um, I guess it doesn't make sense for me to keep pumping out a podcast that you know I'm not really all that proud of. You know, at the start I was, but uh, lately, 
you know, the podcasts he keep on getting shorter and shorter and shorter. That's because I don't have as much time to create a script as much as I want to. So I feel like, you know, the product is suffering from that. So rather than continuing down this path and being miserable, um, I'm going to put a pause on it and see uh, what happens towards the end of July. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 50. If you're looking to purchase a new Tesla, you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, you can feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below, or you can head on over to ts.la slash Matthew40942. So far, the only person to use my referral program link is Chatty, so thanks, Chatty, for using my link. Hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag HIGMT on pause. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag H-I-G-M-T. And if you have any feedback for me or any advice about how to create a podcast that is possibly a little bit more engaging, you can throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And again, I have to shout out my patrons who support me at the V3 supercharging level. So thanks again to my brother Nick for your continued support. As always, you can watch my progress towards a Tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby. 